Hello and welcome to the Joe Moffitt Show. I said hello and welcome to the Joe Moffitt Show. I am your host, Joe Moffitt, coming to you live. Yes, sir, we said live because we're coming all the way live from the brand new Mama Key Studios in the beautiful city of Enid, Oklahoma. And let me let y'all in on a little secret. Mama Key Studios might pull up anywhere, anytime in your town. So be on the lookout because we will be taking a tour here coming soon. So, well now, how's everybody been doing? I hope you've been fine. I myself have been doing quite lovely. Been dealing with a couple of things here and there. You know it had to have been some crazy shit to get me back on this motherfucker. But I missed y'all, man. Uh, Hoping to gain some new fans as I post this out on our new... Uh, Facebook pages that are now uh, out and available to join. One is for our page for Mama Key Productions. Uh, that is our new production company that will be handling all inquiries concerning um, the booking of myself, who is also on another page known as Comedian Joe Moffitt. You can find me there for all booking inquiries. All booking inquiries are only to go through Mama Key Productions from here on out. Um... Yeah, so make sure you check those pages out. Of course, our regular Facebook page, The Joe Moffat Show, is still available. Um, so I hope you guys check that out as well. Uh, also, a couple of quick announcements before we get the show kicked off. One is I will be at Boondocks in Enid tomorrow night. Just going to step on stage for a little bit and show out for the folks. And then on November 28th, at Looney Bin in uh, at the Looney Bin Comedy Club in Tulsa, I will be making my premiere there um, with a five-minute set. If you mention my name and reservations, you can enter free. So make sure you guys that are in the Tulsa area that want to come check your boy out and get show some love, by all means, step in and we can have a good time. I know you guys are probably wondering, Joe, you sure are being kind of clean today. What's going on there, fella? Well... Uh, one thing about this show at the Looney Bin is that it's a clean show, so I actually have to work on dun, 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 clean material. And this has already become a struggle for me because cussing to me is like eating. It's just one of those things that go along with my persona. It's one of those things that has gotten me into the show in many cases. Um, But as I kick this one off, I thought I'd take a few minutes to be a little clean as I get ready to travel into the things that have brought me back to the mic now. Um, there, I know what some of y'all are thinking. Joe, we thought you'd be back weeks ago. I, I, I know the situation pissed you off with the multiple shootings that's been happening in the country. Yes, I, I have definitely been pissed off. Uh, by the multiple shootings that have been happening, I... Let me say this, and I've said this before uh, about gun violence. Nothing will be done in this country about guns until someone realizes that, yes, bad things are going to happen, but you can't put yourself into a situation where life can't be lived normally. 
And I think a person that lives in so much fear that they have to have all these guns in their possession just doesn't make any sense to me. It, it doesn't add up. I don't get it. You know, I, I was talking to a, a friend not too long ago, and, and they, they mentioned to me um, how they have multiple guns in their home. And, and I asked them, I said, well, why do you have so many? They said, it's mainly for home safety. They don't hunt. They don't. You know, they just collect these guns and then they have all these guns for home safety. And what boggled my mind about it was if someone breaks into your house and you have an assortment of weapons to grab, there's a good chance that your ass is going to get fucked off because you didn't sat here and got confused on which damn gun to grab. You only have two hands, but you got 27 guns. What the fuck is the problem? To me, there's a miscommunication where we have taken safety and started using it as an excuse to be stupid and to allow ourselves to be put in positions where we put ourselves in danger, we put our families in danger, we put those around us in danger. And I get it. Bad things happen, and then if you just happen to have some hero there with a gun... Then, then bad things won't happen. We, we recently had a, a church shooting at a Jewish synagogue in Philadelphia. No, sorry, Pittsburgh. And the first thing our president opens his ignorant-ass mouth to say is that they should have had armed security on hand. When have we become a nation where you can't go to a place of worship without carrying a weapon? If you can't go to a place of worship and feel safe, we have a problem. Don't get me wrong. Y'all know how I feel. We've talked about religion before. We've talked about money gospel before. I'm not looking at it in this situation right now. So y'all disregard some of that, please, at the moment. What I am talking about are human beings getting together to practice their belief. I'll never have a problem with a person practicing their belief. It's just when their belief begins to persecute others is when I'm going to step in and say, no, 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 we have a problem. But in this situation, I'm talking, and I'm going to say it again, human beings joining together to practice their belief. They're not hurting anybody. They were inside a building, closed walls, not interrupting anything in the general vicinity. There was no excuse for the actions that took place. The gentleman who shot the two grandparents at the Kroger store, he attempted to attack a church, but they had their doors locked. And that was the only reason why he wasn't able to cause a larger disaster than what he did. He destroyed people's lives. This is this is what we live in right now. 
We live in a country that is worried about a, 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 a caravan of people coming into the country and yet have no way to divisively say how to protect the children from the disasters that happen here. Thousand Oaks, California, the day after the midterm election, the very day after the midterms, 12 people have died from gun violence. They, it's, there's more people that can make sense to say, hey, let's have more guns than, hey, let's figure out how not to let bad people get guns. But at the same time, we have some idiot saying, oh, well, if you ban this particular kind of gun, I can't have it. Even though that same kind of gun can kill multiple people at once, they're more concerned about having this gun to kill a fucking deer. The number one problem why uh, uh, large magazine weapons are allowed to be owned by civilians in the United States of America are because the way the current gun laws are written. Me personally, and as I've we've talked about guns before, I don't have a problem with you having a gun. I have a problem with the mental states that you may go through while the ownership of that gun that may allow you to do something stupid to hurt others. That's my concern. And if that's not the number one concern of everybody, I don't know what the hell we doing. And from what I can tell lately, I've heard more people talk about protecting our guns than I've heard people talk about protecting our children. And I have a problem with that. I have a major problem with My daughter, both of them, both, both of my daughters are currently attending public universities in the United States of America. My son currently attends a middle school in the United States of America. And I am scared. There's a part of me in the back of my mind every day that worries about my babies. Because we live in a society where people are more concerned about possession than human beings. That's what we've become. And for the life of me, you, you can't explain to a mother having to bury her child that you are more concerned about your right to possessions than you are to her right of being a parent. You're more concerned about I mean when when are we going to become a nation a, a world where we worry about each other as human beings? It boggles my mind. 
I've taken on my comedy career full steam ahead. And I, I'm I'm making choices that I feel are good to push me to the next level. The problem is I've made multiple choices that have caused me problems. That's not going to deter me. I, I bring that up because... I posted something on Facebook the other day in reference to different artists and, and comedians that have passed from, from suicide and it dealt with it dealt with people always being happy. One of the people that were mentioned in the post was Robin Williams. You know, as as those in Hollywood would say, you would walk up to Robin and he would have this million dollar smile. No one knowing that in the background, he was hurting bad, real bad. He was going through some things personally just within himself that he had a major problem with. Many of us go through problems within ourselves and sometimes we don't have anyone to fall back on. A lot of things like comedians, you know, a comedian, they can find self-worth simply on being on stage. Entertaining a hundred, whether it's 25 or 2,500, 25 people or 25,000, you know? 25 million watching from home. That's the thrill that's a high that can never be replaced. It is such a thrill to hit that stage. It, it, it really makes a person feel like they are Superman. But like with any drug, if you go without, withdrawals will set in. You know? I understand that too well, unfortunately. I have found a lot of great people. And I've been blessed to find great people that I've been able to work with to help me be better. Okay? Okay? But I understand that it is still inside of me to do the work to get it done and make sure that it's done right. Which is why I'm here. Which is simply to make people happy. But see, the whole situation gets twisted up because it's hard to make people happy and absorb so much just problematic shit. It's insane. You know? This shit weighs on people. I've I've had two very personal situations that have, that have driven me so hard. <laughs> Nigga, I'm snapping at motherfuckers left and right because I, I'm... But that's, that's now my protection. 
You understand what I'm saying? I, I'm in, in full on, oh my God, I got to cover my ass right now before I have to cut a bitch. That, I'm to that point right now. And it's too early in my career to be there. But I've learned valuable lessons because of it. You know? Covering your own ass is one of the biggest ones of all. Which is my ass that I cover very well. Unless I'm behind my wife, but that's another story. Into who? <laughs> no, man. I, I, I'm trying to figure it out. I, I think we all are. I ain't going to bullshit you. It ain't going to be nothing that we're going to solve overnight. It's definitely something we all need to start dwelling on for because man, we need an answer. Something's got to be done. And if not for the current generation, but for the current, the future generations to come. We have to do better. We have to do better for our people. We have to do better for human beings. We have to do better for each other. I always see all of these commercials and advertisements asking for help for, for soldiers and well for veterans and, and, and soldiers and their families and the homeless and the, it was so weird. I saw a homeless veteran receive a better funeral the other day than he received a life while he was living. He was homeless, destitute. And then all of a sudden someone found out that he was a veteran and all of this support came out. The problem is there's still hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of veterans still living that same life every day. And it pisses me off that we have to wait until these men and women who fought for us get to the point of no return to which they feel the need to doing something drastic or even, or, or like I said, live a life to where the only time they have meaning is when they're a soldier and when they're dead. That's not right. That, that's not right at all. Not even a little bit. It's very fucking wrong. It, it's, it's, it's ass backwards if you ask me. It makes no sense. We show more appreciation in death than we do in life? Come on, man. That don't make no fucking sense. Get real. There's a better way to do these things, folks. We've been talking about it for eons for, for, for now. Every episode. Do better, do better, do better, do better. It's not that fucking hard. It's very fucking easy, actually. The key word is to do. And then do it again. And again. And again. And again. And again. I still have to remind myself that every day. I'm not perfect. But shit. Nigga please. We know my black ass ain't perfect. I ain't asking you to be perfect. But goddamn it try. My mom always said. Nothing hurts a failure but a damn try. So get off your ass and try. It's not that hard. Some of us need help picking ourselves up, and that's fine. But sometimes you got to ask for that help. Because we can't assume, everybody in the world around you can't assume what's wrong with your ass. You know? 
It don't go down like that. We got to do better for each other. And if we do that, who knows? You know? But the key word is to, is to do. Got to get up and fucking do. If you don't do, you, well, shit. You ain't going to get better. You're going to stay the fucking same. Or probably get worse. It scares me to see the future that we're living in. And I say future that we're living in because this ain't the future that I visioned as a kid. You know? We're, we're living in a time where a child... 18, 19 years old, graduating high school, has a better chance. Well, let me rephrase. And I'm going to make this specific. A white child, 18, 19 years old, graduating in rural America, has a better chance of becoming a drug addict than running a Fortune 500 company or becoming even a successful businessman. A female has worse stats than that. White female. A black male in urban America has a better chance of not being successful and being able to fully provide for his family without doing some drastic things than he does to be able to simply live a life where he doesn't have to worry about where the next meal is going to come for for him and his kids. And plus end up on drugs and all that shit. Same effect. It all happens. Okay? We've got to do better. Don't ask me how. I know what you're saying. I don't see any statistics like this. You don't have to see statistics. Just <laughs> ride around and take a look. Clean. Go to a car wash. Clean windows. Put a good full gas, uh, full tank of gas in your car. Just ride around your area and tell me what you see. Count how many teeth 20 and 21 and 22 and 23 year olds missing out of their damn mouth because they didn't smoke so much of that shit. Instant got, instant took their head apart. This ain't the way we supposed to be. Ride around and look and see how many niggas in 2018 running around with goddamn pants sagging around their asses <clears throat> and they more concerned about slinging dope than doing better. We got smart. Decent men and women that get caught up just simply with bullshit ass people and end up making personal decisions that take them away from every fucking thing. I know some people thought I wasn't going to go there about this today. Boo boo, that's the reason why I did this motherfucking episode. I'm mad as hell. I watched a young man throw away his entire potential this week. He could have done anything in the world, anything he wanted to. 
he chose to go out and be a nigga. No, 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 no. Let me rephrase. He he wanted to be upgraded. He didn't want to be a nigga. He thought he wanted to be a gangster. Let me say something to some of you poop butt ass niggas with some real. We're going to do some real truths real quick. None of you motherfuckers that's running around wanting to be gangsters or gangsters. Cut this shit out. Okay? You wouldn't know how to begin to be a motherfucking gangster, so why try? Why even dare have the audacity to put yourself in them shoes and put yourself in them positions knowing damn well you ain't got yourself in a position of getting yourself out because here's the key to being a gangster. A gangster go home when they do shit. Your stupid ass still sitting there with your bitch looking like a fucking idiot. And then, oh shit, they got your peoples too. Damn. Holding your head in your hands, wondering what's going to happen next. Knowing the shit that you was already going through. But you wanted to be a gangster. Let me tell you dumb motherfucker, something. There's no such thing. There ain't no more gangsters no more. Okay? The new gangster, them niggas is gone. The new gangsters ain't, ain't gangsters no more. They bosses. They big time bosses. They shot calling. They pointing their finger and getting shit done. A boss don't get his hands dirty. A gangster do. A boss will do some shit and your ass don't even motherfucking know. And a boss is the number one motherfucker that you want to have on your back and on your team at all goddamn times you couldn't depend on a motherfucking gangster but you can depend on a motherfucking boss until you fuck up and apparently fucking up is in your nature don't come looking for me pimp this boss stage over here you chose to fuck up your shit and not be around your baby no more and your bitch has no high important churn on me. You know that. You may not never hear this for 20 years. Lord knows when you'll ever see daylight again. But when you do, I want you to know you fucked yourself. You let a motherfucking misconception and a couple of hoes and some dope fuck up your whole mentality and throw everything away. Because you wanted to be a Gangsta. Instead of being a boss. My game is no longer to be told. That was the last spirit I'm giving my game to other than my son and my kids and my daughters. That's it. And I'm sorry to everybody that comes to me for knowledge on some things. And I will spit some words of encouragement, but... I'm not here to be your teacher no more. Some of y'all gonna have to go out in this world and figure it out for yourself. That's the reason why I went away. I, I, I had a feeling I had some people that may have been leaning on me a little bit. And I loved it. But 
you can't lean on nobody to get you somewhere. You got to get you somewhere better. There's too many misconceptions. There's too much bullshit running around in this world. Okay? One, uh, uh, hold up. Another bullshit situation I'm going to tell you that's getting on my motherfucking nerves. And I'm going to be the one to bring this up. Alright? There is no such thing as a motherfucking boneless wing. Shut the hell up. If it ain't got a goddamn wing in it, it's a nugget. I don't give a fuck what you say. It is a nugget or a goddamn chicken strip. There is no such thing as a boneless fucking wing. Just because you cut that shit in a chunk and you fucking fry it up like you do fucking chicken nuggets and dip that shit in sauce does not make it fly. It is not a fucking wing. Shut the fuck Bullshit. We allow too much bullshit to get into our heads, and the next thing you know, we up there being fucking stupid. Boneless fucking wings. Get the fuck out of here. Every time I order that shit, I get mad than a motherfucker. And I'm like, this ain't nothing but a messy ass chicken nugget. No motherfucking boneless wing. How the fuck you gonna have a boneless wing? Where it's gonna go? Put a plane on, put a wing on a motherfucking plane with no structure inside that bitch and see what happened. You just flapping your ass alone. I can't do too much of that in this trailer because this motherfucker was shaped like a son of a bitch. <laughs> Dumbass, boneless ass, wing eating ass niggas. <laughs> Shit. I'm sick of the goddamn boneless wing controversy. This shit is getting on my fucking nerves. I'll tell you some more silly ass shit that's getting on my nerves. All this shit talking about happy wife, happy life. Look, I understand that making your ass happy is good. But as long as you understand that if you ain't sucking my dick, you ain't going to be happy. You dig? Did you catch that? You ain't even got to go around my balls. I don't, don't give a damn. But if I shave them, they're open to discussion. But I'll be goddamn. If you're going to be a happy wife, and I ain't getting my dick sucked. Okay? So all these happy wives is want to be the happy wife, happy life. You better know how to eat the dick down to the balls. You ain't got to take the balls too, but you better know how to get it down to the balls. If you can't get it down to the balls, don't be asking for no motherfucking happiness. There's going to be some shit in this motherfucker every once in a while. You ain't sucking that nigga dick down to the balls. He is free to have an argument with your ass for any reason whatsoever. Bitch, why these cheese puffs so orange? <laughs> this salad so green motherfucker goddamn let my lettuce die a little bit before you put it on my motherfucking plate son of a bitch <laughs> hell pick a motherfucking fight about anything if you want to be a happy wife and not suck his dick cause that nigga gonna have to put that frustration somewhere hell I got one last mo one, one more before I go there's a controversy going on in the United States of America that I need to talk about. And that controversy extends 
towards men and our sexual habits, particularly as it pertains to fucking. Not how we fuck, but more or less our craving and desire to fuck. I've mentioned this before on the show. I'm going to mention it again because we are in the month of October. For those that do not know, October is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. I have not seen one ribbon. I have not seen one commercial. I have not seen one motherfucking NFL player mention this shit. Nothing. Nothing. And I find it quite fucking disturbing. Prostate cancer is a major motherfucking health hazard to men after the age of 40. Simply put, our booty hole will kill us. Okay? So don't be asking why we want to fuck. You want to know why? Because there's a little ball in our booty hole. And that little ball is like a sack. And that sack fills up with semen. And if that semen, whatever semen that you ain't got out of your balls goes into that sack. Well, if that sack stays continuously fucking full, that shit just sits there and gets icky and becomes cancerous. Ta-da! For those that ain't never had the prostate cancer speech, Ta-da! I hear this men I hear that don't like jacking off. What the fuck is your problem? Hmm? You scared of your own meat, nigga? I jacked off three times just yesterday. One for breakfast, one for lunch, and one for a midnight snack. Yep. Sure did. Had to clear that, had to clear that vein, man. Had to clear that vein. So, yeah, if, if the bitch ain't going to do it for you, you better do it your goddamn self because I'm not dying from my booty hole. And I'm not going to the doctor every month to get that nigga to clear out that little sack in my booty hole because there's a way to clear out the sack in your booty hole by sticking your finger in there and massaging it. And that is a medical fucking procedure I shouldn't have to do when all I can do is use my dick and get the shit This don't make no motherfucking sense to me. So, ladies, if you have a husband, boyfriend, fuck buddy, whatever, and you know for a fact that there's a chance that nigga ain't cleared that sack in about three days, help his ass out, please. Please. Please, please. And help him unload that motherfucker. You are doing this to save a life. All right? It is not that bad. Making a trade-off. He give you monthly mammograms. You give him weekly ball drainings. Scheduling twice, maybe three times a week, depending on what the motherfucker can go for. I, myself, you come at me talking about three times. I, shit, I told you, I knocked that out yesterday. You better get... Chop, chop, motherfucker. Hell, yeah, I'm having your forearms talking about... Ah! I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the foolishness is back, folks. Uh, Thank you, guys. Whoever listens to this. I needed it. (laughs) I needed to flex my muscles a little bit. I know I didn't cover as many topics as y'all thought I was going to cover. You know. 
Believe it or not, I did a whole fucking show about Cat Williams and Kevin Hart last month. But believe it or not, I got a bitch nigga sitting on my shit right now. I can't even get access to my own show. That's the kind of shit that I've been dealing with this last couple of months, man. But I promise y'all, I done got me a new lineup of people around me that's actually looking to help me out and help themselves out. And that's the key. You know? You see somebody that needs some faith, give it to them. Faith don't come just within, just from within ourselves. Faith has to be given from others. But don't be asking for faith on some shit when you know good and hell well. Everybody ain't built like that, man. It's one thing to ask for. It's one thing to to, to put. It's one thing to ask somebody to put their faith in you. It's another thing to bullshit somebody. And you have to figure out the fine line between the two, because it's that little fine line that's gonna keep you from being a good person, from getting your ass whooped. Just being real, pimp. Just being real. So cut this shit out, man. Cause it it <laughs> these folks in these streets ain't fucking around. For real. Do better. Everybody ain't got the patience like me. Some of these folks will run up and pistol whip the shit out of you and, and, and beat your ass. So you need to be careful with the decisions that you make, especially when you're dealing with other people. Especially when you ask for them to put their faith in you. Because faith is huge. That's a big fucking thing. You put your faith in somebody, goddamn. Nigga, you giving them everything. Okay? You can't you gotta put faith in them, not expectation. If you got faith in expectations, that's gonna always set you for failure. Okay? And that's real. Unless you're making expectations for yourself and you have the groundwork done to know that your expectations gonna come out as real. That's it. I can't make it no easier. I can't dumb this shit down no more for nobody. It's just too damn difficult. And on that note, thank you for listening to the Joe Moffat Show. I am your loving and caring host, Joe Moffat. As I mentioned before, please check out our Facebook pages, Mama Key Productions, Joe Moffat Show, and always comedian Joe Moffat for our booking increase. Please go through the Book Now button. Or always contact us um, directly on Facebook on our Twitter on our Twitter uh, Twitter page. Uh, damn, I can't talk today. Or contact us on our Twitter page at Joe Moffat Show. I do appreciate you all coming, and to that I will bid you adieu.